It is time to recap a week in Drake Sports. This is The Bark, and here are your hosts, Noah Manderfeld and J.D. Pellegrino. Hello and welcome to another week in Drake Sports. I am Noah Manderfeld, the sports director for the Drake Broadcasting System, and alongside me is J.D. Pellegrino, your Drake Sports aficionado. J.D., how are you doing today? I'm doing well, Noah. This was not the best week for Drake Sports. No, it wasn't. But... This upcoming week should be a lot better. We had football with a loss, men's soccer lost, women's soccer had a couple losses in there, and then volleyball went 2-1 and one in their first tournament of the season. So we have a lot to look forward to, and we will dive into all that right now. Yeah, thank goodness for volleyball to give us at least one win this week right. because it wasn't looking good. And then volleyball lost their first game as well, but came back and won the last two. But let's start off with Drake football and... Their first week, it was everything that we feared would happen last week. Their offense was shut down. Their defense was pretty good for a half, and then it got shut down in the second half. They lost to North Dakota 47-7. to In Ian Corwin's first collegiate game, he struggled a lot. He completed just 8 of 20 passes for just 55 yards. He did get a touchdown, but he also threw an interception. And this team relied on the run a lot. Drew Lauer, he had 73 yards on 21 carries. That's good for about three and a half yards per carry. And then, of course, with Ian Corwin going pretty quietly, the receiving game was quiet. With Cates, Devin Cates got the most yardage with 19. He had the touchdown, and he got two completions. And talking about the defense, which was supposed to be the strong suit of this team, they were pretty strong in the first half. They held... North Dakota to just 12 points in the first half, but they didn't get a sack. They didn't really force any turnovers. And in the second half, that showed with Ketteringham, the North Dakota quarterback, he threw 19 of 25 in the game with 152 yards and a touchdown. And then they pulled him and put in their backup Zimmerman, and he went 7 of 9 with 132 yards and two touchdowns. J.D., this is not the week we were hoping for. No, I think the Fighting Hawks were just too much for the Bulldogs to handle. I think you you hit the nail on the head. The defense was best for the Bulldogs. I mean, that is in the first half, of course. Uh They forced four punts while only letting up a touchdown and a field goal. Moving into the second half, though, that was completely different. And I had a brief interview with Aaron Morgan. We exchanged some uh, some messages back and forth. And one of the biggest things that um, him and Steve Doran said that Coach Todd Steps' preaches is don't lose to Drake. And that was one of the things that that they did during this game, specifically on the drive that resulted in a safety in the first half in the second quarter. It was uh, just a couple plays. It was a loss of 10 on the first rush on first down. Drew Lauer on second down had a loss of a yard on a rush. And then Ian Corwin lost two yards. I apologize. Drew Lauer gained one yard. So altogether, loss of one. Then on fourth and 21, punting from their own nine. One of the toughest positions that you can be in in football, Steve Doran said. The punt just, the snap just went right over his head and Mm -hmm. couldn't do anything about that. Looking at the offense, Drew Lauer is going to be one of the centerpieces of the offense this year. Fifth year running back coming in. He brings the energy, just as we said last week, and we could definitely see that. 21 carries for 73 yards. That's not bad against any team. We just have to have the offense, the passing game going, and we just didn't really see that this week. Yeah, and I I think this is just a really tough team, so it's kind of hard to judge how good this team is when you're playing a team like North Dakota, but what I see from this team is how they're going to win is their defense has to force turnovers, and as good as it was in this game, they didn't force any turnovers. That was really their biggest thing last year, yeah. turnovers. Turnovers. Get the ball back and put them in position. They didn't. Um, they have a, an all-PFL or preseason all-PFL pick in the kicking game. He didn't get the, the field at all. I mean, if you put him in field goal range, he's going to nail it, and he didn't even get an attempt in this game. Um, besides, of course, the PAT. 
I think that's how you're going to win. You almost have to force a turnover, then use the running game, and Ian Corwin's got to be a little bit better. And and like Steps has said in the interview, the preseason interview, he doesn't have to be perfect. He doesn't have to win the game. He just can't lose it. And to his credit, while I mean he he threw 12 incompletions, only one interception, so he was throwing a lot of incompletions, didn't turn the ball over too much, but he's got to do a little bit better than 8 of 20. And it's his first game, so let's give him a little bit of slack. But this next game versus Truman State, a Division II opponent, is something where I think Ian Corwin's got to step up a little bit more for this offense. I think this is the this week, week two against Truman State, this is going to be the game where they prove themselves where Ian Corwin really develops some of the confidence that he needs to be a successful college quarterback. This upcoming week should be better for the Bulldogs. And like we said last week, it is going this Bulldogs team is going to be as successful as Ian Corwin can take them. They've got all the pieces. They just have to figure out how are they going to win on the offensive side of the ball. Yeah, and we sure hope Ian Corwin can improve the freshman. If he can show a pretty solid freshman year, then he's got three more years in him, and that's going to be really good for the Drake football team. So the Drake football team will take on Truman State next week. That's on Saturday, September 7th, and that'll be kickoff at 6 p.m. And now we're going to move over to men's soccer and men's soccer they played just one game and they lost pretty badly it was four to one to oral roberts and they were down two to nothing at halftime to oral roberts pretty even in the shots game and then the 78th minute leroy enzigusi who else but enzigusi i was gonna say who else who else he's he's our he's our guy uh he put them on the board to make it a two to one game but then tulsa a minute and a half later scored again and that put the game to bed a later goal made it four to one and luke anderson as the goalkeeper uh, Jared Brown, he went down last week with a separated shoulder. I'm not quite sure how long he'll be out, but that should be an extended absence. And Luke Anderson, in Brown's absence, made just one save and gave up four goals. Not a good game for him. Uh, teams were pretty even in the in the shots department, so it wasn't like Drake was getting dominated by Earl Roberts in terms of the possession game or even the shots game. And I think this one, Luke Anderson's put in a tough position replacing Jared Brown, the senior, but he just had a really, really rough game. And I, I don't know how long Brown's going to be out, but it's going to be really tough for this team if they can't even limit the other team in the scoring department. And Anderson didn't show like he could. Yeah, I know that a common sports phrase is, you know, next man up, next person up. You just got to be ready to get in there, get your reps, and play the best for your team. But in reality, how much could we have expected from Luke Anderson? Oh, exactly. You're right. So letting up four goals, I think that's, you know, unfortunately that's only natural. Put up a good amount of shots, which showed that the Bulldogs' offense was, they were pushing into the offensive zone. They were playing They were playing great. It's just who who is the better goaltender in this game and... Then that was not Drake. Yeah, and Luke Anderson, he hasn't gotten into a game before this season. He's a redshirt sophomore, so it's his first game. And so you've got to give him a little bit of slack there, but really giving up four goals in five shots is just not a good start for him. But they're going to hope to improve today, actually, Labor Day. Uh, They play Milwaukee at 5 p.m., and then this Friday, September 6th, they play UNLV at 7.30 at home. We're going to hope that Drake Soccer can get a win because they're 0-1 on the season right now. Over on the women's side, I think they had a worse week than the men's side. They played two games, one versus number 21 Baylor, and then one versus St. Louis. They lost one to nothing in a heartbreaker versus Baylor, and then three to nothing versus St. Louis. And in that Baylor game, it was a misplay on the goalkeeper uh, that led to the goal in the 94th minute in overtime, and that was the only goal Baylor got, and it was enough for them to win the game. Kelsey Stone, though, she was outstanding. 
Drake was outshot 21 to 6, including 11 to 3 in overtime. Baylor had 10 shots on goal. Kelsey Stone stopped nine of them. Unfortunately, that last one she couldn't stop. And Drake just got two go- shots on goal. So their offense really was not there for this game. And then versus St. Louis, they gave up two early goals in the first six minutes, then another one in the 12th minute. And after that, it was three to nothing. And their offense really couldn't get anything going again. Nine shots and one on goal. The women's offense is not there. They haven't scored a goal in any exhibition game, in any regular season game, and they are six games into the season if you include all of them. They have just six shots on net in their four regular season games, J.D. You're not going to score if you can't put the ball on net. No, you're not. And if you look across these games, like you mentioned, the two exhibition games, that means that they have played six total games and they have been outscored 12-0. to zero. Yeah. Take out the, I mean, take out those two against Creighton and Iowa State, those exhibition games, and, and still, you can't, only putting up six shots, you, you can't win games. That's that's throughout the season. You yeah, need season. you need at least six shots in a game. So this is, I think that they're, they're in, they're trying to figure it out still. This is something we always talk about, but they're, they're they got to get out the, all of the groans and all the tweaks early in the season so they can push forward through the season and hopefully play better. Yeah, and we really hope they can play better because, I mean, they, they're just not putting any pressure at all. They have six games left until they enter conference play. So they've got games coming up against South Dakota State, UMKC, North Dakota State, South Dakota, Western Illinois, and Omaha. And although all those games are not games that we anticipate the Bulldogs winning, they need to at least be able to push the ball on offense and find their open targets in order to have a successful conference season. Yeah, for sure. And they're going to try to improve on Friday versus South Dakota State, September 6th at 5 p.m. And then on Sunday, September 8th, they play UMKC at home again. Both of those games are at home. They're going to try to get their first goal. They have just one home game on the season. And so these are number two and number three. Let's move over to JD where he's got volleyball. Yep. So the Drake women's volleyball team had a very successful weekend going two and one against Memphis, South Dakota State and Eastern Illinois. They headed to Charleston, Illinois to face those three teams in their first tournament, first regular season play of the year against Memphis on August 30th. They fell one to three, 18 to 25, where they won in the first set and then 25-15 in the second, 25-23 in the third, and then 25-20 in the last set. Moving over next day, August 31st, against South Dakota State, that was a win, 3-1, to and then just four hours later against Eastern Illinois, 3-1 to again. Looking at this tournament, there, there were some key players. Looking at the win against South Dakota State, Emily Plock, 21 oh, yeah. kills. Haley Bush, 21 or 11 kills. And then Jillian Gergen, 7 kills. I think that the offense, we knew that Emily Plock was going to be one of the biggest pieces on offense. And she proved just that. Also looking on defense, L Tubbs had 7 blocks in the South Dakota game against Memphis. She had three blocks as well, and then against Eastern Illinois, five blocks. Haley Bush in that second game against Eastern mm-hmm. Illinois had 26 kills. Yeah. Who, what, who, who should we be looking at? Who is really going to be carrying this team forward and making sure this team can win this year, Noah? I mean, if you're talking about past 
uh, players. You're talking about Emily Plock. I mean, she's a junior now coming into this year. She's been a leader, and she's really going to have to step forward. She did it in that second game. But Haley Bush, she's a freshman out of Waukee. She was a three-time letter winner there, and she led Waukee to their first tournament appearance since 2011. She she was dominant in that 26 third game. 26 kills against Eastern Illinois. She just started. I mean, Haley Bush, I'm impressed with how she's been. She had 11 kills versus Memphis, 11 kills versus South Dakota State. I think Haley Bush is going to be crucial to this team this year. And if she can step up as a freshman, then I th- I'd be scared of what this team can do if it's going to be her and Plock at the front of the net. Drake volleyball is usually one of the best Drake sports. They, they are mm-hmm. a very winning team as of recent um, under Coach Darren McBroom, you know, we saw success last year with Catherine Cheek, with Grace Schofield, and they have a lot of returners in Kylie Mackey playing back row, Paige Aspinwall setting, they're bringing back Caitlin Smith, they've got Jillian Gergen, L. Tubbs, Haley Bush, who would have thought freshman year coming and making an impact so early? So I think that there is yeah. a lot to look forward to with this team. And Kylie Mackey, a lot of digs in all of those games. She had 17 versus Memphis. Um, and then in the third game, she had maybe 21, 23, 23 digs. Uh, Kylie Mackey in that back row is is really uh, saving this team. I mean, they're finishing plays, and you can yeah. see you can see how she's how she's getting down for the ball and just making sure that they can extend plays, kick it over to the offense, sure. and then put them away with with Mackey in the back and with Bush up in the front. Plock in the front, you're they're going to be putting a lot of teams yep. away this and e- season. Even versus Memphis, they weren't that far behind in the stats. They were just right behind them in kills, points, assists, digs. So uh, they were right in that game. Yep, I agree. The Drake women's volleyball team will be home this weekend as they host the Drake Invitational on Friday and Saturday in the Knapp Center. They'll face off against teams like Eastern Washington on Friday and then Milwaukee and St. Louis on Saturday. And that's going to conclude it for us here on The Bark. Thank you for listening. We're going to hope for a better week next week because this wasn't a good week, and I'm sure it can't get any worse from here. Let's have a good week in Drake Sports, folks. (laughs) 